asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing a practical guide to surviving Black Friday. Yeah, buddy, this is a, a shopping episode. <laughs> Not something we talk about often, but you and I, we've got some, uh, we've got some good ideas about how to approach Black Friday, how to make sure that we don't overspend. And I feel like this one's a little bit more in your wheelhouse. I know how you love those deals. You've mentioned that before on, <laughs> on the podcast, but yeah, man, I'm excited to cover this topic today. Yeah, I, I feel like Black Friday, it's almost like a battlefield with a bunch of landmines that you can barely see or maybe can't see at all. And so you got to you gotta be prepared in order to survive Black oh, Friday. I like it. So that's kind of why we titled it that, right? Because yeah, there's like a lot of things that can trip you up. And so yeah, we got a lot of helpful advice to help you get through these next few weeks, especially of crazy Christmas shopping. Yeah, and hopefully it just trips you up. It doesn't completely destroy you and your finances. That would be bad. That's not the kind of situation you want to find yourself in. But first, man, uh, I recently came across this Instagram account called Cheap Nordic Houses. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like it sounds, uh, so I'm not going to explain it. But that leads me to ask you the question. If you were to 
uproot your family and purchase a cheap Nordic house and move there, would that be considered frugal or cheap? Let okay, me hear it. Well, I, I will say this. That sounds like an Instagram that was perfectly crafted for my taste. 100%. Cheap things, <laughs> cheap houses that are kind of cool and old. In Nordic countries, they just have like this beauty that's um, just unmatched, right? And you're part Norwegian. And right. so it, yep. it's like if I came across account, an account that said like cheap Korean houses. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like uh, spent some time looking through there after you mentioned it to me. And I... Isn't not it so lie, cool, dude? I might have lusted after some oh uh, Nor- <laughs> Norwegian and Swedish properties. <laughs> uh, there really are some cool houses on, in just some beautiful settings, like on fjords in oh, the Norwegian yeah. or Swedish countryside. But yeah, I don't know if it's frugal or cheap to uproot my family from where we live and currently <laughs> love. But some of those houses were like thirty grand. It's um, insane. I'm sure the the, tra- the thirty grand ones need a little bit of work. Yeah. But, uh, but that's the kind of house you know in certain markets might go for three hundred thousand dollars. Right. Like literally ten times as much. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure the travel expenses, right, to get back and forth to go to your uh, Norwegian summer house would be uh, <laughs> yeah, prohibitive. But I do love the idea. Like I, I get right. through there and I like to at least think about what my life could look like if I were to own one of those homes and, and go there for, you know, every summer for a couple of months. Well, forget every summer. I'm talking about like permanently. Oh, man. moving there permanently. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I, I do think sometimes about moving somewhere more rural and what that would look like. And I just don't think my personality, I could stomach it. <laughs> it, it, it like it sounds idyllic and sounds wonderful, but I like people too much. I like walking through our neighborhood and running into neighbors, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Well, first of all, I love that you said rural because that's like one of my favorite words. It makes <laughs> me think of the rural juror which is that you know that 30 rock episode <laughs> oh, oh maybe vaguely <laughs> the rural girl <laughs> they're like could you have named it anything more difficult to pronounce um but i'm with you right like we have lived in our neighborhood in our part of town for over 10 years now we've put down roots we've created community our kids you know they're in school i, I would say that i would fall on the side of the fence uh and label it cheap if you, you if you were to actually uproot your family move to a far off country like that just to save the money just because it's cheaper <laughs> obviously uh, that's that would be difficult to do i mean and plus too you know your family your extended family is still here and so it'd be difficult to, to see them you know it'd be difficult to set up little visits when you are an ocean away yeah but um and so i think for us at least that's a that would be a huge barrier obviously but dude if like kate and i had just gotten married uh, and, uh, you know, if we had work that allowed us to be able to work remotely anywhere in the world, we would 100% be <laughs> considering doing something like that, at least trying it out, man. Yeah. Because, gosh, like you said, you know, on a lot of these properties uh, on that Instagram account, they show like these exterior shots of the house and, and like the setting. And yeah, you, you see what random fjord it, it happens to be on, or you see the mountain that it's kind of perched up against that you could go hiking uh, on every single morning. And so, man, when you have that kind of natural beauty, it's hard for me to, to see that and think, yeah, I, I live on a normal street in Atlanta, <laughs> you know, well, and, well, and pay way more than a house that's $30,000 that needs some work or, or even one that's, you know, 80000 Well, maybe if we go from podcasting three times a week to 17 times a week, we can afford a, a Norwegian house that's only for the summer. <laughs> like a, a summer house. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't know if our listeners would <laughs> dig uh, that many episodes, but we could consider it. Yeah, that would be one way maybe to accomplish that. But yeah, if, if <laughs> listeners out there have never heard of this account, I would recommend for you to check it out. And maybe if you are in a position uh, where you have fewer ties to wherever it is that you live now, who knows? Like you, that might be something you would even consider doing. So, but if you do, please let us know because I want to live vicariously <laughs> through you. <laughs> well, I feel like even just honestly looking at through the Instagram feed, I was able to get a little bit of that wanderlust satisfaction <sighs> yes. right now. Because you know, <laughs> traveling, it's 
almost non-existent for, or it has been non-existent for us recently, at least on an airplane, to somewhere in Europe or anything like that. Right. And you just kind of scratch that itch, at least for a second. Yeah, so. Got your little fix. <laughs> then you move on with life. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of fix, Matt, we have a beer fix that we have to get in every week, right? <laughs> uh, we're Today on the show, we're splitting a beer called Caliente Aqui by Tripping Animals Brewing. And man, they make some really good beers. This in particular is an IPA. It's brewed with agave. So I'm looking forward to having this one on the show with you today, my friend. Yeah, this is a brewery that we only recently started getting here in Atlanta. So this is my first Tripping Animals beer. And uh, yeah, looking forward to sharing this one with you and talking about it later in the episode. Sounds good. All right, let's get on to the uh, subject at hand. Today's episode is a practical guide to surviving Black Friday. And Black Friday is still like this important time for deals. It's a time where retailers end up making a good bit of their money for the year, right? And at this point, it's almost become an American tradition, for better or for worse, yeah, right? For worse. <laughs> for worse. <laughs> mostly for worse. Uh, and and even though the time frame has expanded beyond just a day, right? It's Traditionally, Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving, not Friday. But Black Friday now has become more of a season. And, and Matt and I are going to kind of refer to it as this time period. It's not necessarily just that one specific day. Yeah, we're not talking about Friday only. We're talking about the entire season surrounding uh, Black Friday. Yeah, it encompasses Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday, all that kind of stuff too, right? Um, and it can be a, a good time for scoring low prices and getting some good deals. And that can make it a good time to buy things like toys for the kiddos or holiday presents for your partner or your friends for less than you'd normally have to spend on those things 360 days out of the year, right? Th those five days or those couple of weeks typically are going to offer some of the best prices. And we've already seen some legit sales, some really good sales, starting with Prime Day in mid-October. And retailers have already had some impressive sales starting in early November. But over the next uh, three weeks or so, you'll see ads trying to sell you on countless numbers of things. And Matt and I, we think it's important for all of us uh, to get through this time period with our budgets and our sanity intact to avoid those landmines that are going to completely mess us up this time of year. Yeah. You know, even though you can find some really great deals uh, for a lot of folks, this time of year is difficult on our bank accounts. There's the, the temptation to overspend and consume more than we need to. Uh, and we end up buying way too much stuff. And because of this, a ton of Americans end up with a boatload of debt come January. Uh, you know, getting that first credit card statement of the new year in your inbox really sucks. And for many more, it, it more than sucks. You know, they can't pay the bill in full and it leads to even more financial difficulty. And so there are a number of different problems that arise uh, during this consumption-driven time of year. We're going to highlight uh, the primary issues we think people face as well as, you know, why we think that they're a big deal. And then we're going to discuss what to, to actually do about those issues. And Matt, you know us. You know, we could simply call these things issues you're going to experience during Black Friday. Shopping problems. We could be super boring about <laughs> it. But we decided that we're going to call these issues that pop up Black Friday foibles. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> because then we can uh, abbreviate them to BFFs. The astute listener will have immediately picked up on that. They're like, all right, BFFs. <laughs> <laughs> because you and I, we don't really call ourselves BFFs, but we kind of are, right? We, I mean, we could, but I think that would be, yeah, it might be a little juvenile to we're, refer to each other as BFFs. We're not seven years old, man. But we are best buds. That's true. That's true. So we're going to go through um, a bunch of Black Friday foibles and how to <laughs> avoid them. And we'll get to those in just a minute. But Matt, I wanted to first mention that 
another day that's typically included in Black Friday right now is Thanksgiving. But a lot of retailers this year in particular have announced that they're not opening for Thanksgiving. I think in, in large part that's due to the pandemic. But what are your thoughts on Thanksgiving being one less day in the Christmas shopping season, essentially? Isn't that an, a novel concept that on Thanksgiving Day, uh, like a day that we're supposed to spend with our family or with friends, that uh, maybe we shouldn't be in stores you know, with our credit cards <laughs> spending money? In the pursuit of more? Oh my gosh, dude. It is ridiculous that it took uh, like a, a worldwide pandemic to get us to this point. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be something that sticks around. I would hope that it would, right? Like, But here's the thing. Next year, 2021, it's only going to take a single retailer to say, "All right, it's 2021. You know, the coronavirus is behind us. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna start our sales on Thanksgiving Day. We'll see you at 7 p.m. That <laughs> or, kind of thing, or 2 p.m. or whenever they open their yeah. doors. Yeah, and then all the other retailers are gonna follow suit. Yeah. And so while I love this idea that instead of focusing on consumption, that that we're being encouraged to spend time with our family instead, but I don't necessarily think it's gonna stick around. I was digging around a little bit, and I didn't realize I've heard about Patagonia how they dedicate all of their Black Friday sales. They donate 100% of their profits to different organizations that are basically keeping the earth pretty. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. But I didn't know that REI, they actually close on Thanksgiving Day and on Black Friday, which is super cool. Basically, that they, they've done it six years in a row now, uh, and they do this thing where they, they uh, call it like hashtag opt outside. But instead of you know spending our time in, indoors, whether it be shopping or indoors, sitting at our computers, shopping online, they're encouraging folks to get outside. And I love how they're kind of taking a stand uh, to not necessarily encourage consumption, we love both of those companies, and I, I think that's something that's that's super cool. Oh, and REI, they pay their employees uh, for Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday, even though their employees don't work. It's a classy move, man. How good is that? They're I love that. such a classy company. Yeah. yeah, REI rocks. But I agree with you, and I love the trend, and I hope the trend sticks around even after the coronavirus is over. Agreed. That uh, stores are closed on Thanksgiving. Um, because, yeah, I do think gratitude is one of those things. It's one of those antidotes to needing and pursuing more. Um, but let's get to those Black Friday foibles, the BFFs, and how we can all survive uh, this Black Friday in 2020. We'll get to our thoughts on that right after this break. Right, we are back, and it is time for us to talk about our first BFF, <laughs> our first Black Friday foible. Um, I thought you were going to tell me about your kindergarten best friend or something like that. My first BFF. <laughs> no, let's uh, let's start super broadly, man. You know, we just mentioned this, but we're tempted to, to overspend and rack up credit card debt around the holidays, and Black Friday is a major culprit, man. Companies uh, and retailers have created essentially a culture, right, in, in an environment uh, that encourages spending and consumption. Uh, and it comes at a big cost to us. And it's not just, you know, individual companies as well, but it's, it's even our whole country, you know, like we have an economy that is consumer driven. Consumer spending accounted for roughly 70% of our GDP last year. Uh, so it's just kind of important to point out that the world that we live in is drenched through and through with spending at its core. It's, it's a part of our, our current reality. Yeah, I feel like we're trying to go against the grain. We're being incredibly countercultural because the norm is to float the mainstream, go the Black Friday route, and and rack up debt that you're going to experience in January, right? And and we want to avoid that. So yeah, this is a big deal because it's an obvious problem because though some folks might have a plan when it comes to holiday shopping, a lot of individuals are spending money that they don't have and they aren't keeping their larger goals in mind while they're doing their holiday shopping. So when you spend 
money that isn't yours, that means that you're paying interest to credit card companies. You have the the magic of interest working against you, not for you. And of course, if you're not working towards your larger goals in life, like uh, saving up for your first house or eliminating debt so your partner can stay at home with the kids if they want, well, then all this spending is going to lead to a lot of disappointment. Holiday gift giving can be a whole lot of fun. But if we get swept up in consumerism, I feel like it can have the opposite effect. Yeah, that's certainly an instance where the joy (laughs) would be sucked out of the holidays. Then we ask the question, how do you remedy this BFF? Which every time I say it, man, I love it. It kind of (laughs) (laughs) makes me smile. And, And what we would recommend is to create a Black Friday budget, right? It's as simple as that. Before even more of these sales hit, proactively sit down and decide how much money you're going to spend. I know this sounds simple, but, but think about all the members of your family and you know the friends who you want to include and decide on a dollar amount that you're willing to spend on each one of them over the holidays. But then you know don't stop there. Actually do the legwork and keep a running total. You can easily create a, a simple spreadsheet in Excel. Numbers, um, Google Sheets even, uh, we'll actually link to some templates in the show notes. But you can't stay on budget if you don't know how much money you have actually spent. Yeah, and the cool thing about Black Friday is that in so many ways, your dollar can actually go further. Prices are lower um, in this time period than they are, let's say, as we get closer to Christmas. But the biggest issue is that we spend too much. We don't have a list that we can stick to. And we can combat that BFF, that first Black Friday foible, by having that list and sticking to it. And, and maybe our dollar can go even further during this time because of the sales. Yeah. And so that's all about creating a plan for your money, specifically the money that you're going to spend around the holidays. Another tip I saw that somebody had written about was uh, essentially they're talking about how, you know, the later it gets at night, how our willpower decreases, you know, like <laughs> traditionally <laughs> people, people make poor decisions <laughs> the, the later it gets and the more tired we get. That's well, when but, I find myself eating my kids Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finding all the Snicker bars and uh, Butterfingers as, as well. Those are the best. But no, the same thing is true in regards to, to spending as well. I, I think a lot of people might find themselves in situations later at night where they're just like kind of sitting there clicking on their phone or you know, swipe in and they're like, oh, I think I'm going to get this. And then they realize they spent maybe an hour like looking at different products and they feel like that they've wasted time. And so a way to sort of prove to themselves that they, you know, have spent that time wisely is by actually purchasing something, yeah. you know, like it's like, well, I don't wanna, I want to make sure that I didn't just waste that full hour looking at sweatpants. <laughs> so now I'm going to buy a couple pair. <laughs> and so to that, I think a good tip might be to limit your ability to shop from bed, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, or, or on your phone later at night when you know we're less likely to stick to the budget that we have already created. It's a great point, Matt, and that's just a behavioral thing. Whether it's keeping your phone out of the bedroom, which a, a lot of experts already uh, tell us that that's the best thing to do, um, or it's be good for your sleep, right? Or whether we're taking some of those social media apps that are that create a temptation in our lives off of our phone. Either of those options are good options. All right, let's get to BFF number two, Black Friday foible number two. (laughs) Because of the fact that there are so many deals out there, well, we as humans can fall prey to the best marketing and we end up not getting the best deal, right? So sometimes it's just the marketing that overcomes us into buying things and we're not necessarily buying something because we've been thoughtful or because we've been a good shopper, right? The the advertising and marketing budgets of companies can be ridiculous, right? Coca-Cola, they averaged about $4 billion with a B each year on advertising, right? Between 2015 (laughs) and 2020. We might think that we're a little too savvy or sophisticated uh, of a consumer to be swayed by brand messaging. 
but it has an impact on us. And we may not make that purchase right away, but it affects the way we view that product or that company. And before you know it, you're clicking the purchase button. Marketing just has a massive impact on the way that we view consumption. Yeah. So a specific example I can think of uh, here, Joel, are Allbirds, the shoes. <laughs> That's true. The first time I heard or saw you know, anything about Allbirds, I was like, man, this is a dumb shoe company. They're, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know what they're trying to do, but they're just like a new, like this new startup company and they're making cool shoes. And I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to get a pair of those. But then I heard a podcast where it talked about like their story, how they kind of got, got started. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Then one of my neighbors down the street, he got a pair. And I was like, oh, those look pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, they're really comfortable. And then they showed up in your Instagram feed. <laughs> yes. No, seriously. They sh- and like you see ads for them all over the place. And then I start thinking, huh, I wonder, maybe I should look into Allbirds, you know? And so each Maybe I'd look good in them. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just thinking about how comfortable that they would be on my feet. So I feel like that's an example of how each one of these little inputs like on their own, yeah, it doesn't do much. But as they kind of build up over time, uh, it changes the way you view something. And now I'm like, oh, maybe I should get those. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that those would be perfect shoes to wear around the house and coming down here to the basement for us to, to work. But yeah, like you said, don't underestimate the power of marketing. And you know, the, the, the sort of solution, the antidote to marketing is making sure that you are doing a good amount of research ahead of time, right? You want to ensure that you're making an informed purchase, not only on the quality, right, or, or the type of product that you're considering, but that you're also getting the best deal on the product you've chosen to go with. When you're looking at quality, there's no shortage of review websites out there or unboxing videos <laughs> <laughs> where somebody is talking about a product and, and their thoughts on it after having used it for a while. Uh, but then when it comes to getting a good deal, look at the different Black Friday ads that are out there on sites like uh, blackfriday.com and even Deal News. They have a, a dedicated Black Friday page as well. I just want to know what blackfriday.com does the other 11 months out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, they, do, they do the same thing that the spirit Halloween stores do. Okay. It just kind of like disappears. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, but by keeping up with you know some resources like that, you'll know what is and what isn't a deal when you see it. It, it also allows you to come up with a, a reasonable list of the, the things that you actually want to purchase. And you'll be less prone, I think, to buying things that you don't actually want or need uh, in the heat of the moment just because something kind of splashed across your screen, Some, just because an ad showed up in your Instagram feed and you think, oh, those those shoes look comfortable. <laughs> All right. So I was wondering if I should confess this, but I did. I bought a pair of Alberts. It happened. What? I'm wearing them right now. You didn't even notice. Are you serious? Yeah. I'll put them up here on the, uh, on the table. <laughs> How did I not realize that? I don't know. I noticed that you had a new new pair of kicks on, but I didn't know that they're Allbirds. Okay. Because they don't look like Allbirds. So they yeah, they're like a newer version. But here's what those, I, those are like desert boot Allbirds. I, I felt like similarly the world world was conspiring to get me to buy Allbirds. <sighs> so funny. Well, we we talked about this a few weeks ago. We did. And so so funny. I found some on eBay for that were uh, way less than half price even. Like it was like this store that was clearancing <laughs> uh, like the, the the display models of their Allbirds. I can't believe you actually have a pair on, and I didn't realize <laughs> it. And that was something I was thinking of. All right, I had to say. It, but it's kind of scary actually i feel like our minds like my mind is fused with your actions on a level that we don't even understand i will know? say they are ridiculously comfortable are they really yeah they're, they're great okay. <laughs> now i'm gonna have to resist <laughs> <laughs> all right but all birds aside matt <laughs> that, that's what these companies want to do to us right they want us to buy things without really thinking about well you if, thought if we about it though that's the thing you thought about it and i did not only that like i guess you researched it and you're like oh yeah these are good shoes but then you went and found an amazing place to buy them, eBay, where, uh, yeah, you got them. What did you 
you say? I think they were 50 bucks. Uh, and the, the price, price on allbirds.com is like 115. Wow. Um, and I put them on my watch list um, and I you know, didn't buy them right away. And I thought about it a little more and I was like, yeah, I think I'd like some nice comfy wool fall <laughs> shoes. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I feel like that totally points to the power of marketing that it can have on our lives. At the same time, right? <laughs> I was marketed to and I realized that, hey, that's a product I'd actually like to bring into my life. And I took some time to think about it. And oftentimes advertisements can make us aware of new things that we didn't even know existed or products that we do want to have in our lives. But at the same time, it can lead to overconsumption and then regret because you bought something that you didn't actually decide and choose that you wanted. Yeah, and all these marketing efforts, man, like they are hoping to to get us to, to purchase things without any consideration at all for the cost, you know? It's just so easy to to get caught up in the shopping blitz surrounding Thanksgiving. You know, like we, we see a ticking clock on an item that we're interested in. And it creates this false sense of urgency because, you know, like we, we have FOMO. <laughs> we feel like we're going to miss out. Uh, Amazon lightning deals, I feel like are a good example. Uh, you've only got like two more hours before this deal is gone forever. You'll never see it again at this price. Yeah. Or, or your Target app pings you with notifications that Halloween costumes are buy one, get one. Like Kate literally got that message a couple weeks ago, uh, the week of Halloween. And then in addition to that, we now have to contend with live shopping. And this is where influencers are on a live video and you know they're essentially talking about some of the different products that they like. Basically, it's like QVC for our generation. And Amazon, Facebook, Google, they have all jumped on board. There's no shortage of ways that companies are trying to get their wares in front of us to consider purchasing them. Yeah. And I feel like the whole atmosphere, the whole way things go down can feel overwhelming. And if we don't keep ourselves in check, it's easy to have our frugal habits eroded away with every advertisement or promotion that we're exposed to. Yeah, it, you know, with with each onslaught, with each campaign, with each wave, it makes me think of like uh, like if you build a sandcastle like at the beach, and then the tide slowly comes in, and the waves just kind of like it laps up onto the sandcastle, and, and it goes away, and you see the sand just kind of like go with it. The foundation gets eaten out from underneath of it. I, th- I think that's what happens. <laughs> that's a good, I like it. You like it? You yeah. kind of picture it? Mm-hmm. And similarly, it makes me think of that scene from Inception where they're, uh, you know, they're in like that limbo world. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, literally, it's supposed to be like a sandcastle thing, but the, you know, like the, the city's falling into the ocean. But that's what it makes me think of. That city that's falling into the ocean. Those are our frugal ways. And when these banners pop up on our phone, when we see these lightning deals, when we see the percentage off that we're missing out on, if we, we don't take advantage of it, it can eat away at our tendencies to, you know, to not spend our money. And that's what we need to be careful of. Yeah. So the way that we fight back is we have to work hard to limit the, the inputs and the exposure that we have to consumption and to these advertisements, right? The more social media and television uh, that we have in our lives, the more we'll be tempted to spend. We're not saying that we should all be Luddites and avoid technology altogether and avoid any sort of marketing at all, right? Uh, That'd be virtually impossible to do anyways, uh, especially considering billboards when you're driving, right? It's just impossible (laughs) to keep them out of your life altogether. But just make sure that you're thinking about the effect that marketing can have on you and your money and make a concerted effort, especially in this time period, when marketing goes Rambo style um, and just just tries to uh, <laughs> obliterate your mind with all, all these advertisements and deals. So it, even now is more important than, than even it is throughout the, the rest of the year to protect your mind and, and to limit those inputs. I feel like Rambo style should be a, a type of burger that you can get at in and out. It's like, does, I'd yeah. like a burger uh, Rambo style. The fries animal style, but the burger <laughs> Rambo style, please. Just go crazy on it. Yeah, just ruin my stomach. <laughs> 
by the way, I feel like Rainbow is due for like a reboot. Uh, you know, did they they're, do they're, one? I don't know. Did they? I think they might have. I thought it was like a comedy though. Like, uh, what, was what, it really <laughs> Rainbow the comedy? <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like they've done everything at this point. I will say Sylvester Stallone underrated. You think so? Yes. All right. Come on, Rocky Four. That's still a classic. He was in uh, Cliffhanger. I remember when that movie came out and being a big, big fan of it. And actually, the mountains where he climbed, the Dolomites. I've been there. Oh, nice. In college, uh, uh, me and some friends, we we actually took one, well, like 10 days and we backpacked and we specifically went up to the Dolomites and did some backpacking, some sleeping in the mountains. It was beautiful. Very cool. Kind of takes me back to the Nordic houses thing. Like literally <laughs> that's what it looked like except for like rockier essentially. But yeah, could I live here in the Dolomites? Yeah, exactly. All right. We're getting off track. Let's get to a couple more BFFs uh, and we'll get to those right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? 
That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, oh, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making, my, <laughs> you're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, we're back from the break. We're discussing Black Friday foibles. We're talking about these BFFs that essentially can mess you up financially, especially (laughs) during um, Rambo style, (laughs) Rambo style uh, over the next few weeks. Right. And and so one of the things that can happen, BFF number three, is you can get stuck with an item that you are unable to return. And Matt, this is the worst, right? You you bought the item, maybe hoping that it would fit you uh, or that your kid would like it. But sadly, not so much. Uh, each company has its own policies surrounding returns and exchanges, and some even have special restrictions when you're buying stuff during the Black Friday time period. Maybe that doorbuster TV that you bought on a whim, but you realized you couldn't actually afford, well, you might not even be able to return it. And that's a, a foible that can cost you money because you still spent the money, but now it's an item that's sitting in the back of your closet that's going unused. Yeah, and I feel like this is, I mean, it sounds almost ridiculous to say, but we've all been in a situation where we have something. And even, you know, if we can return it, sometimes just the process of having purchased it and it sitting inside of our, our houses, we think, uh, do I really want to go through with like making the return and sending that back, even though I can? Unfortunately, I think sometimes we fall prey to that, right? Like just because it's, it's we already have it, like there's almost like this sunk cost fallacy. It's like, I've already gone through all the trouble of, you know, purchasing it and unboxing it and it's sitting here. And I think sometimes people end up keeping stuff that not only is it not for somebody else for a gift, but it's something for them. And even then they don't really want it, but they're still hanging on to it. And unfortunately, that can almost be like another layer to, you know, not being able to return something is being able to return something. But we get so lazy that we actually don't do that. Yeah. It's like, can you return it? Yes. Are you going to return it? Eh, I don't know if I feel like it. Please do. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, uh, this is a big deal because that impulse purchase like that can completely wreck your budget. Uh, and, and the trend towards online shopping, you know, it, man, it was already happening. But in 2020, more folks than ever are shopping online. So many of us, you know, now buy stuff just to, to try it on. Sometimes like I know like we'll do this, but we'll buy like five different pairs of shoes, you know, with a plan to, to send four of them back. But without an understanding of the return process, restocking fees uh, and shipping costs, you could find yourself with unwanted merchandise that you are now stuck with. That's why it's important to, to stay organized. A great return policy is underrated because I'm willing to pay a little bit more to have that greater flexibility for being able to take it back um, if that item doesn't work out. Also, make sure to check and see if there are any stipulations for returns in the Black Friday time period, right? And create a calendar reminder at the time you purchase an item that you're unsure about so you remember to return it if it isn't working out. I love that. Right? And, And then also consider using a credit card to make your purchases. Some come with added perks like extending the manufacturer's warranty and price protection, but it's important to only use a credit card if you're going to be able to pay the balance in full and if it won't lead you to spending more than you otherwise would. If that's not going to be the case, then we would suggest sticking to cash. Yeah, whether you are able to return an item or not, you still want to make sure that you know you can purchase that with a card where you can maximize uh, some of those benefits. And then BFF number four, our Black Friday foible 
the final one that we're going to get to today is that it's it's not all about getting the lowest price, right? Uh, it's also about things like you know the store return policy, but it's also about supporting local stores and small businesses as well. Small Business Saturday is smack dab in the middle of this Black Friday time period. Uh, so don't skip out supporting small companies that rock. Small businesses really need your help, especially now, especially given the uh, the current environment that we find ourselves in. It can be you know a local small business where you can safely go into that store in person or even one of your favorite small businesses that mostly operates online. Either way, you'll be able to score some some pretty solid deals on many different items that, that also aren't mass produced. You can find something hopefully that's a little more unique to that specific store. But even then, like I'm not even necessarily looking for the best deal or, or, or even a good deal because I think, you know, supporting a local business that in and of itself, like I'm doing that for that purpose in addition to getting the good, right? Like I am okay paying a little bit more for something maybe locally if I know that uh, I'm supporting that store, which adds character and, and flavor to my neighborhood. Or if it's a store that's owned by a neighbor, you know, like these are all things that I think we should all take into account and things that we should remind ourselves of when we're on the hunt for the lowest possible price. It's not always about that. Yeah. yeah I think especially given the circumstances of 2020, it's really important for us all to allocate some of our holiday budget to the businesses that do add a bunch of creativity to where we live. Those are the ones that aren't just selling the same stuff, trying to right. push for the lowest possible price, right? And specifically on the Saturday after Black Friday, it's, it's actually going to be the 10th annual Small Business Saturday this year. Amex started this um, a decade ago, and it's been embraced by small businesses everywhere now. Uh, lots will be offering special incentives to, to come shop with them. So yeah, keep your eyes open. And some of them are going to be offering deals, uh, whether they are local small shops or whether they're online. Uh, Matt and I do think it's not just a about paying the least amount of money and then being able to tell your friends that you got the lowest possible price on a 65-inch TV. <laughs> um, that can be cool if you're in the market for a 65-inch TV, I guess. Yeah. But but for a lot of us, that's not necessarily what we're into or we already have way too many TVs already. And so thinking about how we can use our dollars, put our dollars at work in our community is, is another good way to think about it. Matt, the stats show that 25% more of our dollars stay local when we spend locally as opposed nice. to using our dollars at like a big box store. Nice. I feel like the way to approach this too is just one with balance in mind. You know, It makes me think of food because we talk about on the show and we've had guests on before where we are trying to save money by cooking for ourselves at home. Right? It is a, a huge boost to our budget when we're able to do that. But at the same time, we are also keeping in mind that we need to support our local businesses, specifically our restaurants, you know, in order for those guys to, to stick around. Uh, it takes going out to eat and not only looking at, you know, our own personal uh, bottom line. And so just like we were holding this intention, you know, like at, at the same time where it's like, okay, I want to make sure that we're being smart with our money. But at the same time, we are willing to to go out and support these businesses and, th and these restaurants uh, and, you know, spend a little bit more than we would had we purchased those ingredients ourselves. And so, you know, we've discussed four BFFs here, Black Friday foibles, <laughs> and uh, hopefully this helps you to approach this coming Black Friday shopping season well, so you can survive the onslaught of companies that are, you know, trying to part you with your money. It's okay to spend money this time of year, but we want to do it in a way that fits into our budget and allows us to, to breathe easily come January. We don't want to get sucked into this Black Friday vortex, and we don't want that to happen to you either. 
Yeah, we all want to survive Black Friday. We want our budgets to survive Black Friday. Come January, we're able to continue to breathe easily. Um, I just hate hearing the many stories of people that get to January, they get the credit card bill, they're freaked out because they didn't realize that they'd overdone it to that extent. And there are just ways to avoid it. So yeah, hopefully some of these antidotes to the foibles were able to, to help you plan accordingly um, so that your personal finances will be in a good position come 2021. All right, Matt, let's get back to the beer that we had on the show today. This one's called Caliente Aquí. It's by Tripping Animals Brewing Company. They're out of Florida. Uh, what was your take on this IPA with agave? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say too as well. This is a collaboration with a brewery uh, called Narrow Gauge. And I've never actually heard of them before. I might have to, to check them out. But yeah, this was a double IPA with Mosaic Galaxy Amarillo and agave. I'll be honest. I didn't really taste any agave. I just tasted a really good hazy double IPA, man. This is one that listeners have heard us enjoy on the show before <laughs> many uh, times but i mean the reason for this is, is and if you haven't had one of these types of beers before i feel that it's a an easier introduction to ipas than the old school kind of west coast ipas you know uh, there, it's just more balanced there's not as much bitterness there's like the right amount of sweetness going on it's got like a little little citrusy you know fruit action going on that you get from the hops it has all the flavors that i want uh in an ipa these days and so maybe you're listening and you're like, oh, I've tried an IPA before. It was maybe a, it was a West Coast IPA. Well, I would recommend that you check out you know, one of these hazy IPAs or these New England style IPAs. They're a bit more balanced and they might cause you to change your mind. But yeah, Joel, what were your thoughts on this one? I mean, I thought this one was so good. I'm a big fan of the artwork in particular, by the way, that Tripping Animals does on, on like all of their beer cans. Just really, really cool artwork. And yeah, but this beer was so good. It was an excellent IPA. Uh, I'm not sure if I was getting the agave either. I think if I did, it, it felt like it just had a little bit more of an earthiness to it. Okay. And and so that, I feel like that's what I'm getting from it. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed this one and looking forward to having more beers from them in the future. Yeah, man, I totally agree. I'm with you with uh, Tripping Animals. Great brewery. Looking forward to enjoying more of these. And that's going to be it for this episode. Listeners can find our show notes up on our website at howtomoney.com. And if you're new to the show, if you haven't been listening for very long, well, we would suggest yeah, checking out our website, howtomoney.com. There are helpful articles there to help you in your personal finance journey, as well as a slew of older episodes that can really help you figure out some of the personal finance basics. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Matt, until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, our lost sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. 
I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.